This week, it's a much-needed history lesson on how one of the world's most popular sports shaped our cultures. Plus, we pick up work as a rideshare driver. It's Friday, January 28th. Time to insert a token of play. Welcome to Insert Token to Play. I'm John, sitting here with my typical player too, my little brother James. How are we doing, Jimbo? My life continues to be good for me. I'm feeling good about 2022. How are you doing? I can't complain about it either, other than the cold, but we're getting warmer, so I'll take that. But That's true. But I mean, we're already off to a great start for the year for this one and the next one, so... Yeah, I'm loving that we're still doing this. Oh, I know. Me too. The best excuse ever for us to play games and have an excuse to talk about them. It's actually harder because we we can't, every time we see each other, we can't spoil and talk about the games. You That's, and I had lunch today. We did. And I wanted to so bring up some of the things about these <laughs> games, but I had to keep it keep it to myself. I mean, you can't let me steal your good thoughts, so that would that would be a mistake for sure. That's true. So we'll just have to find something else to talk about. That's true. That could be tough. <laughs> but, all right. I think we've held off enough between lunch and this. So Fair enough. Let, let's get into our games. Cricket through the ages. So our first one was a random one we picked up last week or two weeks ago, I should be saying. Cricket through the ages from Devolver. Over a thousand years ago, the human race teetered on the edge of extinction. And then salvation, the game of cricket, was invented. <laughs> John, what do you think about this world-saving experience? I will say when we first picked up this game to play it last time, yep. I was like, what the heck? Right? <laughs> you know, especially after the games we were playing the previous week. And I will tell you, I I brought a recording of it, but playing it with my kids, I they they've la- they laughed so hard. They they just thought it was so funny. It was so goofy. It was a total mindless type game. I will say it took me a long time to figure out how to throw stuff. Oh, really? You just but kept spinning your arm and I kept spinning your arm? launching it or killing myself. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, but every, everything else was pretty fun and then figuring out like how to move people and it it's just a funny game i don't know <laughs> like did you did you i mean it obviously repeats yeah repeats i yeah. mean you kind of play through and it says stuff unlocks but i never really felt like i unlocked more than maybe like one more era yeah i kept i think i got a couple of extra stories making it through but there were definitely some where i just felt like i was stuck playing the same thing because i kept losing over and over again like ragdoll physics apparently are something I don't really understand that well. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. Yeah, I liked how you'd be a unicorn and then you'd be a guy with a club and then you'd be a guy with a rock and then you were a dinosaur and then you were a rocket ship. Yep. But I found that we did a lot of two-player because the kids wanted to just keep playing. That makes a lot of sense. You know, so we did a ton of two-player stuff. So I actually don't know if the single-player, if we progress much further. See, it seems like, at least in the game preview, as you get further and further, they've inter- integrated a lot of different ways of you to kind of use those mechanics through different sports and activities. I saw like archery, for example, or some sort of weightlifting. And so I think you have to balance how you interact with some of the crazy mechanics, for lack of a better word of how to describe it, of how to throw or shoot or block or hit and all of those things that you have to try to do. I will say, ironically, 
I enjoyed the cricket the most. <laughs> which sounds funny because you're like you're like a caveman. Yeah. And then you're in space, which the space one I did not get at all. That no. one seemed the weirdest to me. But the cricket one, you talk about blocking. And that was the first time where I realized, like, oh, you can actually block? Yeah. Um, and the first time was honestly by mistake, <laughs> you know, because you're just swinging the mallet. I feel like that's that how right? you learn like everything in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mallet, right? mallet, yeah, mallet. Yeah, sure. mallet, club, bat, I don't yeah. know. We'll go with it. Yeah. And I, I, my son threw the ball at me, and I, I launched it with the mallet yep. club or whatever we decided. Yeah. And I was thing. like, oh, that's a good idea. And then, <laughs> and then again, you just run into each other, mm-hmm. and then you both die anyways. Yep. Yep, totally how it works. I thought it was interesting too, as I did progress in the story mode for one of the English cricket leagues or whatever, that you got to pick a couple of like upgrades. It was how it felt like it was being described for me. And so you get random balls or different types of bats to swing at. So it's like, oh, I got a bowling ball, which was harder to throw but it was really hard for them to hit and get anywhere to score points and so you kind of had your payoff in different places and so it was kind of interesting yeah the bowling ball would make it pretty interesting i like the snake that you could throw oh i never got to throw the snake what's funny about the snake is if you threw it wrong we'll say like backwards or whatever it would actually attack you what <laughs> yeah like you would if you threw it backwards it would bounce it would hit the ground and then it like moves after it hits mm-hmm. and it would bite you oh my in gosh your leg. so you'd end up basically killing yourself but you constantly were killing yourself right um you know oh i forgot about the knights because there's the unicorns oh, there's yeah, a knight on the horses yeah, yeah. yep which when you were on an animal, it got pretty funny because you'd almost like trip over each other. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, just a goofy game. I feel like I got thrown from the horse more than anything that was just out to get me. I'm like, oh, man, is this a rodeo or something? I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that's where, like, overall, like I said, it was goofy. It was funny. The kids loved it. But it just kind of felt like there's. Nothing more, nothing really to keep you wanting to play. It was a good, like, hey, let's have a laugh for 20 minutes. And there, you weren't really building to anything, or at least it didn't feel like you were building towards anything. Yeah, and I, I, I felt a lot of frustration, and I think this is just me not liking, not being able to kind of figure out how I handle and control things. So the ragdoll physics, it was just, okay, I understand the basic concept, but there were just so many opportunities where it was like, I'm throwing it. Okay, I thought I threw it well, but I didn't. And it was just kind of a a point of frustration. Like I said, in that English league, I got to what was the final match. And I'm pretty sure I spent about 30 minutes just trying to beat that one match because I just kept losing and losing and losing. And I'm like, I'm just not having fun anymore. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't having a lot of fun to begin with, full disclosure. Like, I'm I'm eager to put this one aside and, and not pick it up again. But seeing that video of you and your kids playing it, it's really giving it a little bit of added life for me. I I, I am accepting I am not the target audience for this. I think that's a perfect way to put it because, again, you want a goofy game that just kind of makes you like you can laugh for like five, ten minutes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you next time you see them, you'll maybe try it with them and you can kind of see like it's actually pretty funny when they're playing because it's just chaos. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a game that the kids can easily just play and laugh and 
they don't care if they move on or not. They just like that things are getting thrown. And I imagine, especially when you're getting random things in there, like I'm trying to hit this with a golf club now. What is going on? I think they'd enjoy that.、So. They don't care if there's a story. They just it's just silly. Yeah, and that's good at being silly and being silly quick. So I think for me, if you're that audience, then it was perfect. Like it's great for my kids. I don't see myself playing it unless they ask me. Yep. Yep. I'm.、Mm-hmm. Feeling this consensus from us so far, we're doing pretty good this year. <laughs> so far, so good. Yep. Game number two this week is Neo Cab from Fellow Traveler. Play as Lena, the last human driver for hire on the streets of Los Ojos. Your friend and only lifeline has gone missing. With no money and nowhere to stay, your only leads are the passengers who get in your car. John, how'd you feel being a driver? Well, first off, I wish you could have actually driven. Oh yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I don't know why when I started, especially because you had that first-person view, and I'm like, oh, this will is this crazy taxi? That's immediately what I thought. Yeah. Oh, sweet crazy taxi.、Um, I had to look up what they call the style of this game, like a virtual novel. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I I've never played a game like this before,、mm-hmm. which is kind of a neat idea. Going through a story, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure with the twist of. Balancing your mood, like I thought that was pretty, like an interesting mechanic. I did too. Yeah. Also, the fact that it would limit your options based on what your mood was. That's what I really liked about it. Because at first, I thought it was just a thing for the sake of being a thing, and I'm like, okay, I want to keep her in the happy mode. And then suddenly she left, and I'm like, well, darn it! And then you couldn't say something because you weren't angry enough or you weren't sad enough. And I'm like, that's really interesting because that I think encourages the re. Playability potentially of getting different customers and different experiences with that, and I never felt like it stopped me really from succeeding in what I was doing. So I was happy for that for sure. Did you end up finishing the game? I did. I made it through. Which ending did ooh, you get? Ooh, good question. So I basically am not friends with my best friend anymore.、Mm-hmm. But I save I save the city thanks to the first guy that I picked up. I decided to be a hero. Nice. I had to look it up because there was actually multiple endings. I believe that a hundred percent, which I thought was pretty cool. And the fact that I guess it came down to kind of the end, like when you basically、uh, you go up savvy, 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 yeah, yeah. Basically, when you confront her, yeah, that that conversation for the most part drives. How the ending is, but actually, is stuff that leads up to it for how you interacted with the other people. One thing I was going to ask you though: Did you have a favorite passenger you picked oh, up? Oh my gosh,、um, oh, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I really, I think I laughed the most with the people that weren't sure whether I was human or a robot. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just I enjoyed them so much because there was no convincing them, no getting around it, and I'm like, oh gosh, these people are great. I think those were the ones that that meant the most to me. How about for you? The ones that stuck out to me was I like the lady who basically she only ever interacted with her boyfriend, like she never met him in person using the filter. <laughs> yeah. So she had to like try to make herself look like the filter, which I thought was kind of funny. And then there was the girl who. The overprotective mom, and she was she basically made her wear like a robot suit. Yes, you know that was that was pretty interesting. You know those two stuck out to me. Obviously, the first guy you meet because how my ending was was 
it was driving him out of the city. Yeah. So that was that was my ending. But yeah, I guess there's like three endings. I believe that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But I, I like I wish there was more driving, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wish even when you're driving around town, I think that would have been just a small little like almost like a mini game. Yeah. To the story, because I've never played a game like this. If you'd call it a game where it's basically just picking your options. Yeah, yeah, and it's really interesting because, like you say, your interactions will definitely change the experience of the game. Be it interacting with the police, or there are some pivotal points of which passenger is going to be the important one for you to go and pick up. And so it definitely shapes a lot of the game. But I think you're right in calling it a game may not be the best definition of it. Because right. you're really just kind of selecting the dialogue and, and making character choices. Did you ever run out of energy, like for your vehicle at all? No, or? I always stayed tapped off. And I kept on trying to go down to the place that I could get cheap gas whenever I could. So I ended the game with what I felt like was way more money than I ever should have had. I did the same thing because... I wasn't really sure how you lose, mm-hmm. and I assumed that if I ran out of money or fuel, like basically I couldn't drive, and right. the whole point is it's a cab, right? Yeah. It's an Uber. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, am I going to get like a loan, or is someone going to come and tow me and be like, well, don't do that again, or I, I, I was with you. I didn't want to experience that, though. There's just something in me that just doesn't like losing. I'm almost curious to try to play again to like, what's it like to lose yeah and try a couple of different places you know maybe avoid the people that i know that are gonna ruin my driver rating (laughs) right right because i think that was something i saw also where if your rating got low enough basically that would end the game that would make sense yeah because i think once it dropped below like a two you couldn't drive anymore technically based on what the the game was I remember an interaction with that with one of the passengers where she explained it was like, you need a five because once you get below a four, you start getting in trouble and you're basically failing. I'm like, that's just crazy. If if the wrist thing was real, yeah, would you wear it? I don't think so. I think I'm good enough at having my emotions shown and talking about them that I don't need that as an extra buffer. And I also say that probably because... Uh, even even as I say I show my emotions pretty well, I generally lean towards having a happier exterior in a lot of things, even if I'm struggling. And I don't know if I want to have to counteract that always. I find, I find power in having that smile on my face and influencing people around me, even if it's just subconscious of myself trying to be like, get in a better mood, smile. Yeah, it'd be an interesting thing of would you be constantly fighting against the mood thing to like mm-hmm. try to adjust yourself? Yeah. Or would you become so hyper-focused on everyone else's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I do like that there was the idea of that they could look different. Like Lena's was on her wrist, but Savvy's had hers her built neck. into her necklace. Right. And I'm like, that's cool if they could kind of integrate it in, in different ways. But I think you're right because it just gives you one more distraction and one more hint when you're talking to other people of you say that you're having a good time, but your mood meter is blue. So are you sure that you're having a good time? <laughs> right. There's just always going to be this doubt around other people. So while you were playing the game, was there a certain part in the story basically that made you think that, or did, is there a point you realize that, hey, Savvy is probably not so good? <laughs> um, I don't know if there was kind of one key moment. It might have been kind of the pivotal moment around the riot 
where she was like, you need to go and do this. Mm -hmm. And it was just after another night after night of, I need a place to stay and I'm supposed to be with her, but I'm in another hotel. Why isn't she interacting with me in a good way? Like what's, what's going on? I understood that was necessary for the character development. So that way I could actually eventually stand up to her and see that. But I don't know if there was ever a major like, aha, yeah, she's kind of terrible, but I'm guessing you might've noticed. No, it was basically the same about the same where I moved to the city to stay with you. Yeah. And basically I'm not staying with you. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong here. And then also like, honestly, even after the first reaction where it was like, could you park over here? Like to me, it's like, okay, that was, that was odd. Yeah. Kind of deal. I will say the thing that I thought that was interesting in retrospect was like your interactions with all these random, unique, funny Paxes. Totally. Paxes. Oh, look at right? you. Yeah, look at so technical. So neo, right. Um, but they actually all literal, like from a literal story standpoint, they're all contributed to it. Whether yeah. or not you directly realized it. At least most of them did. I think I had one or two one-offs that didn't really help with that. But yeah, I think you're probably right that that fortunately, coincidentally, everyone, <laughs> everyone played a role in the story. Yeah, you. I mean, which obviously makes sense. But you look at some of the characters, and they were so random. Yes, but you know, for the most part, they did all pay a part to the story. So, and I do have to say, as you kind of mentioned, that they did play a good part to the story. That since this was a story game and purely driven on that, I think they did a really nice job writing the story. The dialogue from the characters was interesting. The story wasn't predictable enough, so you weren't always guessing what could happen. And so I think it succeeded in trying to be the the video novel game that it became because of that. Especially for like a choose-your-own-adventure, per se, in the sense that you got to decide what you wanted to say, and I'm yeah. assuming they interacted. Obviously, they responded differently. Yeah, I assume so. Think about writing that many storylines. So many pieces, so many if this, then that's. It took me a minute, quote-unquote, to kind of get used to the visual, we'll yeah. say, mostly around how they talked and their emotions and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I loved all the other visuals it's like you're reading my mind i was just about to ask you what you <laughs> thought about the graphics yeah no i thought they were really neat and i like watch when they're driving around and you see like they're literally like the city is changing yeah it's not like the classic tv where it's like the one scene and they mm -hmm. just they're not even turning like she's literally turning around corners and driving on different streets and and i just thought that was such a cool a cool idea for that game it really felt more immersive yeah I never paid attention if it was actually true to the routes that we were supposed to be taking the characters on since they showed you that. It always made me think of the, the game show Cash Cab as you were seeing oh, the graphic yeah. of where you were right. going. Right, yeah. So I'm like, oh, is this actually what was happening? But I, I didn't. I always thought about it too late of, oh, I forgot to look at the map. Next time I will. But I'm right with you. Like I thought it was such a cool depiction of a futuristic feeling city where robots are taking over a lot of things. It felt... It felt really cool, and I think it helped set the mood and the atmosphere of what you were supposed to be feeling within that game, which is probably why we only saw it ever at night when we were driving. Who knows what the daytime is like in that city, right? Right. That makes sense. Not a lot of business during the day for Uber drivers, I'm guessing. Not, <laughs> yeah. in, not in Neo City. No, no. Yeah, all she can do is drive at night and sleep all day and eat at the motel, I'm guessing. Right, exactly. But yeah, no, the graphics were really neat. Like I said, once you got past the 
the talk we'll say like the facial yeah animations but when for the most part you're looking in a rear view mirror you're looking at them from the front exactly like, so yeah, you it. don't see a lot of yourself so right yeah yeah and, and they they definitely threw you into it like you said you're driving into town and you pick up the passenger to get you there and you have to just figure out like what does this game mean to me and how am i going to ra- interact with people so overall what do you think Overall, it was such a unique experience for me, at least, that I would say it's definitely a pickup and try it. I'm not sure this is one of those where you'll play through multiple times. Like I said, the multiple endings is definitely intriguing to me where it's like, maybe maybe I want to try it again to try to get a happier ending yeah. right? or try to kill myself or lose the game per se. But I, th- I think it's a pickup. I think you pick it up and try it again. It's a very different experience than you than you'll have in other any other game that I've at least seen in the Apple Arcade. Yeah, I, w- I was worried at first as we started going through this that this was going to be another kind of idle style game that we were going to run into just because the interaction was kind of limited. But it never told us to go away. We were always engaged, having to either be with the story or do something, and I think that changed it. And so it really shaped it to be, I think, one of the better game experiences I've had. I'm with you, though. I don't know if it's something I'm going to rush to pick up again. But, you know, two, three months down the line, if I open it up again, I think I'll have forgotten a lot of those story bits. Like, things will come to me when I see them. I'm like, oh, I remember this one. This is something neat. And so I could kind of go through that again. Like, I, I would, I feel like, happily do that. I feel like this was a, a really good game for us to pick up and explore. I still wish you could drive. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if they'd add that, then that'd be different. But, yeah, I... I completely agree with you. Time to roll the randomizer and see what game we're going to try out before playing a little bit longer next week. We've had a couple of additions since we started, or since we uh, did this last time, so I think I'm up to date with everything. I think our last release was Nickelodeon Tennis, so we're looking at 220 games in the arcade on my list. And we're going up high. 35 is the one I spun. I feel like it's a number I've pulled before. <laughs> uh, cricket through the cricket ages. Cricket through the ages. Right. Hey. We're rolling again. They really want us to play that game. Right. 167. Well, I know the kids do. So. Oh, we got a plus game. We're going to explore Splitter Critters Plus from Rack 7 Games. Another one that I think we've played a game with before. Oh, this is the studio that made Sneaky Sasquatch. Oh, okay. Got it. I was like, I know they're familiar somehow. No multiplayer for you today, but wow, that is a small game because mine's already downloaded. Split Worlds Save Critters. Oh, I see. It's a little bit like Lemmings in the sense that the guys just kind of look like the guys just move around. Right. Whenever I see games kind of like this, I always think about a game on the Switch we play called Snipper Clippers. And you you uh, are these like paper shapes and you have to get cut into different shapes to try to accomplish tasks. So as soon as I see that like split and cut, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah, I've never played that one. That one sounds kind of funny. It's a cool one. So I don't remember. I think we might have bought a, a, a hard copy of it if you wanted to borrow it and try it. Ooh. <laughs> Swipe to begin. I was tapping as well. <laughs> tapping, yeah, was, Just a creature of habit. We don't need us to like sit here like 
what was the oh my the gosh Choo Choo Rocket yeah, Universe yeah yeah. yeah yeah this one's giving us a quick tutorial of how to do it huh that's interesting okay so I screwed up so I gotta try again yeah oh, maybe not oh it's just showing me I can refresh oh, oh. it is kind of like the Choo Choo game where we're trying to get people to their rocket ship there you go I succeeded on the first round, John. I'm already feeling really good. <laughs> well, I was like, why do I have to retry? I did what you're supposed to do, but my alien ship wasn't there. So, Oh. Now it's there. We're good. All right, number two. This is neat. I'm liking this as a first instinct of simple puzzle through just slicing something up and redoing the picture. Yeah, I'm curious where they'll go from here. Right. For now, we've only had, I've only had to slice once at least. Now I got two aliens. Ooh. Okay, I'm guessing here comes my two slices. Oh, you get to go two? Oh. Oh. Okay. So I'm learning now. I'm on like the third or fourth one. It looks like you can slice about three times. After my first slice, I saw there's a wheel that fills up in the bottom left. And so after I move it the first time, I can slice and move a second time and then make a nice little picture to get these critters to move. Well, it's interesting. I sliced. Yeah. And I sliced again, and one of the guys actually got caught underneath. <gasps> and he, he, like, ducked. He it, ducked? It looked like he ducked. That's so cute. Oh, I just put my guy in water, so uh, doing great there. Oh, but maybe that's what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah, I like that there's a clear dotted line showing this. You know, I, I laugh because I think about talking about Fantasia and how important the lines were in getting exactly what I wanted, and I feel like I'm going to run into that quickly with this <laughs> game. But uh, time will tell, right? See, will you jump? Oh, good job. Oh, he jumps? Like down the, or up? Just down a little bit. Just a oh, tiny okay. bit. Okay, And oh, the, sh the, <laughs> the spaceship. I wrecked the spaceship. You wrecked the spaceship? I wrecked the spaceship. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not what you're supposed to do, apparently. Didn't see that one coming, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. So I got the guy onto the other side. Okay. And then I reset, reset, re like remove the cuts. Yeah. But he was already on the right side. So he stayed over there. So he stayed over there. Oh, so we can reuse a couple of these cuts then. Yeah. So you can like, it seems like you can move them and then reset it. Oh, that's nice. I like that idea. Dude, stay where you are. Oh, okay. So I'm on a new level and I have a brown monster. A brown monster? Yeah, I have a brown monster. And I feel like this brown monster is out to get me. Oh, okay. So you gotta like keep them apart. Oh, yep. Uh, I just got eaten by oh. the brown monster, so I have to try level six again. <laughs> oh, I just got to level six. Oh, I see now. Okay, got it. Yeah, I I made the mistake of trying to move my guys down instead of just moving the spaceship up. Should have really thought that one through. But that brown monster definitely had breakfast thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting because I look at that brown monster and I immediately think Wookiee. Oh, yeah. That's all I can see. So I moved the, I actually put the brown monster on top. I was going to show you. I got him up top. Oh, 
look at so you. So instead of moving the blue guys, I moved him. <laughs> That's smart. That's not going to help me. I like this. The angle of these cuts really make a difference. That doesn't help me, though. Mm, I feel so torn on this one, John. What's cool, I realize, is you can... If you don't let go of your finger, you can move it as they're moving. Oh, really? So, like, I just sliced and I held it. And then I waited till they moved and I slid it up. And then waited till they moved and slid it up. And oh, so, as so as you, you can kind of control some of right, that. So you can kind of manipulate, for sure, the monster dude. Oh, that's cool. Now I'm on eight. I don't know where you are. Uh, I think I'm about to get to eight. I had one of these that I really struggled with getting the cut and the lineup just right. Got it. Yeah, uh, just coming up on eight. Oh, because it's a new world. Who is like chasing you? So I feel like that first world was our tutorial feel good world. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's okay. all the green grass and right. Okay, I'm really curious because I feel like I saw something just flashing. Oh gosh, the monster's just chasing me. Okay, this guy at least jumps. But I can't cut. It's a cutscene, John. They oh. put a cutscene in. Ha, 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 ha. Get it? Cut, uh, cut, I get cut, it. Cut, Ironic. <laughs> I'm here for you. Oh, there we go. Now I can play. Oh, boy. Oh. John, I got to admit, I thought I was going to start off a lot better at this than I am. But I feel like I'm doing really poorly. <laughs> I'm guessing you're overthinking it. That's probably the truth. Oh, good. He does jump a little bit. That makes me happy. Yeah, I just got to play these lines a little bit better, I think. That's going to be my biggest secret to success. Again, learning a couple of things already around manipulating the lines, resetting the lines. Yeah, yeah you're figuring that out quick. I'm, I'm really impressed. And also very thankful that we don't have multiplayer. Uh, right oh, he's alive. Make the jump, little guy. Well, again, I thought it was funny that you could break the ship. Yeah, unexpected, but totally makes sense. So I am really curious. I saw something I thought on the menu that said AR. And I'd be oh, really, really curious how you would interact with some sort of uh, augmented reality. Okay. We're, so you oh, click. okay. So it's a different kind of game mode. So I push the pause button Hit pause. and choose level select. Level select. So it saves your progress for wherever you're at. So you can always come back to that. But in okay. the top left, it says AR and it sends you to a new world. Okay. And so now I'm really curious. Oh, what's what it's going to be like with use my, my camera. camera. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so I gotta... it needs like a surface or something. Oh, oh it puts no. a level like on the... <laughs> so you can see it in your world. Okay. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Just hanging out here on my desk. That is a fully unexpected component. No. Oh, and then oh, <gasps> did it? It's it flew. Away. Away. Yeah, mine just did that too. It flew around your office. That is so cool. Uh, all right, that's clever. I'll give you that. Yeah, I have a hunch we're going to have a lot to talk about with this game. I think so too. Hopefully, we haven't already covered our bases. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. 
Plus, we're on Patreon. You can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash ITTP. Yeah, so on top of Splitter Critters Plus, we're also going to play Alto's Odyssey, The Lost City. What games do you think we should take a look at? You can message us on Instagram at play or send us an email at play at com. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.